The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We got keywords today, every day, 12 times a day on Rock 106.9 that are worth $1,000. Tony and I pass out the first one about an hour from right now at 7.10 this morning. This show gives you two opportunities. We do it again for you at 8.10. Today being Tuesday, that means it's New Tour Tuesday. 9 o'clock, we play some new songs. Vote whether we think they're any good or not. Cardi B featuring Megan The Stallion. That song's called WAP. And I already saw yesterday, is the name of this song offensive? Because we all know WAP is a slur for a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't believe that's... I took a little preview listen yesterday. Oh, you did? You wanna, all right. I took a little preview. I'm not sure that's what that song's about. I'm not sure what the song is about. <laughs> but... <laughs> so I don't. I, I'm not saying it is not that. Sure enough, I had my wall built, but it, it did not save. I um. <clears throat> I, I, I play you a little snippet of it right now. I don't. I just don't have it pulled up. I uh, I uh, yeah. I, I don't think it was necessarily after the Italian people. I don't. I don't think that that's what that was. But I guess we'll listen to the entire song. We'll make our vote. We'll uh, we'll make that known coming up at nine a.m. We also have new Luke Bryan born here, live here, die. Here, man. Hey, y'all. We got new. Yeah, we, got, we got new Luke Bryan for you at nine o'clock as well. Marilyn Manson, right out of our backyard. The gift is the. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's not the name of that. The the, the local band Asava. That uh, their song is called "The Gift." Actually, I did listen to that yesterday. Uh, get ready for a little Chevelle. Really? That's what that reminded mm. me of. A little Chevelle, little Deftones, which, by the way, when I heard Chevelle the first time, I was like, oh, Deftones, you can put on the radio. And, like, that's, <laughs> right. and that's exact. And, by the way, that's not a knock. That's saying something positive. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and that's kind of what I always felt like it was Chevelle was, was Deftones Light. This is kind of like a hybrid between those two things. That's what I took away. Oh, okay. It'll be interesting. To hear what, what what it is you think when you hear it, I uh, and like I said, we do have new Marilyn Manson. His uh, track is actually called "We Are Chaos," and that sounds like he's calling out the human race. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like calling out the humans. One of my favorite favorite things to be doing. I um, I'm excited for today's program. We uh, we started talking at the end of the show with Scott yesterday from WinningForNextYear.com. Excuse me, that we were hearing. Late yesterday morning, Dan Patrick had reported, my sources are telling me, Big Ten, Pac-12, going to call it quits, we're done. Mm-hmm. We're not, like, we were told that his sources were saying as early as today. All right. I saw a lot of people rushing to call Dan Patrick fake news now. Really? Yeah, because, you know, look, a lot of the Ohio State, and I have a quote here from Ryan Day, who's like, ah, told on here, right? Mm-hmm. I, and we'll read you his quote here in a second. But... Let me tell you what I think happened here. I think Dan was told something. He went on the air with it. And then people realized, oh, God. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And the, way, and the reaction was worse than they thought it was going to be. And it was like, well, we don't know. I don't know. Don't know right. That. And they kind of hung Dan out to dry. I, I listen to him a lot. I used to watch that show, but it was on TV a ton. Um, when I was out of work, it's all I did. Yeah. I was like, God, I just want, dude, I want to be a Danette so bad. Right. And right. like, I, I, so like, I'm a fan. He's not normally hot takeville. 
He's not normally, I'm going on the air, going to say this just to say it. That's not normally who Dan Patrick is. I, I, don't, I don't see that. So, you know, that's just a personal thing. I think he does one of the best shows in the country, bar none, I mean, uh, across any format. Um, but, yeah, no, Ryan Day now saying, here, let me see here, I do have this pulled up. I, uh, I was like, well, there's no reason to start with anything other than Ohio State. Ryan Day later confirmed Ohio State's stance in an interview with ABC's Sixes Clay Hall. Says the news uh, follows an earlier report that Ohio State was among the 12 Big Ten programs voting to cancel the fall season with hopes of moving the season to the spring. But sure enough, Ryan Day says, uh, We cannot cancel the season right now. We have to, at the very least, postpone it and allow us a little bit more time to keep reevaluating everything that's going on, Day had said. If we need to take a deep breath, let's take a deep breath. But let's do everything we can. We owe it to these kids to exhaust every single option we possibly can. Then we can go from there. But doing that right now, to me right now, it would be abrupt. Now, he's not saying doing this to me, meaning canceling my season. Right. He's saying to me, doing this to me, essentially would be a little too abrupt. All right. So it sounds like Ohio State and the Big Ten are like, well. Yeah. Well. It it sounds like they're kind of going, uh uh-oh. We got some audio from Joel Klatt. We'll play a little later in the program. He's the voice of uh, college football for Fox Sports. Um, and I thought he made some good points about the why the season should go on. I thought Nick Saban made some good points about why the season should go on. So Roll Tide! No reason, right, no reason to bury the lead. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is they believe, and I think when I hear this, this sounds accurate to me. They believe young kids... And that's what college kids are, right? Because you can't call them kids if it's like, well, you can't send my kid back to college. You can't send them, you can't call them kids that. And then when I want to, you know what I mean? But for young kids in this age range, it does not seem as if COVID is as problematic for that age group as it is older age groups. Can they get sick? Yes. yes. But it's less likely to happen. Way less likely. Way less severe. They're also way more likely to be asymptomatic. Correct. Right? Like, that seems to be the data. On top of that, and a lot of people are making this argument, and I can kind of hear it. Where is your kid more safe? At home? When you got to go to work, whatever, they're running around doing stuff with their friends, you know, friends coming here, people going there, this and that, or with their team where they're tested constantly. I was told they're going to be tested every day. If not that, it would be twice a week. You're more likely to know. Right. You're more likely to know. By the way, here's the other good news about that. Everybody around me is going through that, too. Right, so you're not on an island. I send your kid back home, your 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 college football player back home. Not everybody in your street's not getting tested every day, twice a week, not even close. How many people on your street have been tested? Right. I'd bet the under on twenty on any given street. I, so I, I when they talk to me about that, and it's like, well. Well, that makes sense. Well, it sounds self-serving coming from the people who want the season, head coaches and the media guys who call the games. Yeah. And so it sounds self-serving of like, well, of course you think that we should play the games, dude. You get paid to, you know what I mean, to play the games. You get paid to cover the game. But, you know, it gets tough here. There's years of eligibility you got to think about here. If your kid's a senior and he thinks he can play on Sunday, what the hell is that guy not going to happen to that? Yeah. I mean, guys, we've seen guys who were predicted to be number one picks in the draft fall overnight over a story. So if you think a kid's on a draft board now 
and he doesn't play this year, if he's not going to slide down that board, you're nuts. Right. There's millions of dollars. People don't understand. There are billions of dollars here at stake when you start talking television contracts with the games on TV, future earnings of the players, a lot of money. I know, I know, you're the money matters more than human life guy. Yeah, so is the rest of the goddamn world. I'm just the one that doesn't lie. <laughs> like, so, like, I don't... Right. I mean, if your kid was playing college football, what do you want him to do? Do you I want him pro- to come home? No, I probably want him to play college football. He's safer around his teammates. You need a more controlled environment. He's not less... He's not around... His, are there risks? Of course. Of course. But there are risks playing the game in general on a regular Friday night or a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. There are there are risks with that. You can break an arm, tear an ACL. God forbid you get paralyzed. Eight thirty. Actually, we're going to run some audio from Joel Clad, who again calls the games for Fox Sports. He claims in that audio, Tony, that kids in this age range, college football age range, are more likely. They're more susceptible to things like car accidents, suicide. He went on to say lightning strikes, which sounded like hyperbole to me, but I don't think he would do that in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Also, people are making this point. A lot of these colleges are allowing students to come to class. Right. So that makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. Like, if you can go to class, people are like, well, your education's more important. Yeah, but it's also easier to do online. You can't play Alabama online. You can't do that. <laughs> right. You can't run the Madden simulation for this. There is no, there is no that. Could you imagine Nick Saban coaching NCAA oh. 21 for EA Sports or something now like I that? Now I want to see it. Now, now I want to see it. That'd be great. But but at the end of the day, that's you can't do that. You can online learn easier. I could make the argument what we should do is keep the students off the campus and let the players go and be yeah. the only ones there. Now, where that gets hairy and tricky is obviously who's going to pay tuition for your kid to still be living upstairs in your house right at the end of the day that's the big argument with god which so that's why a lot of people are like no kids got to go to college is because you're spending money you want to go so like it, it can't be both if classes are open i have no idea why football can't go on i really don't here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Oh, by the way, we have to talk a little high school football because the Federal League put out their schedule. It's reduced. Okay. But we got that. We know who's playing who. We know when Canton's playing Maslin. We know all that. All right. So we'll right. get there at 7.30 this morning. But there is a positive, albeit a small one, about COVID. All Very, very small positive. We'll take all we can get at this point, Stansberry. But it is... Somewhat positive. Next on the Sansbury Show. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. That little uh, rejoin there mentioned summer concerts. 845, we're going to have to mention summer concerts because, well, they happened over the last few days. Yeah? Yeah, Sturgis let people perform. All right. Yeah. That's going to be, that'll be interesting. My brother's there right now, actually. He's in Sturgis. Yeah, my brother's at Sturgis. Interesting. Yeah, he says, you know, because I was like, wow, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these photos of, like, you know, these concerts and the stuff. I was like, not a lot of masks out there. And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, I've been seeing that on the news. He's like, here's the thing. He's like, in a lot of the places you go, you do. When you see people just standing outside of the venues and stuff like that, they're wearing them and this and that. He's like, yeah, Dan. He's like, you know, people start drinking and going to concerts. He's like, there is going to be some of that. He's it's a like, little looser. He said, but yeah. He said, but by and large, when you're around here, he's like, he's, 
what he said, like, it would be like being at home, just more people. Meaning, there's going to be more than enough people wearing them, and you still see more than enough people who aren't. It's mm. like one of those things. Like, I keep talking about, like, you know, I only see people wear masks when they're asked to do it. I don't see a lot of like, well, I'm just doing it just because. Just for funsies. Just, just because I, that, I believe that much. It's normally what I see is people get out of their car, huff and puff, get five feet. They get as close to the door as humanly possible. Then they slide it over their face. Which if that's what you're doing, what you're really saying is, I don't buy any of this, but I need to buy toilet paper. Get out of my way. Yeah. And right. And so like, that's kind of what, what, what that is. And I think that's where a lot of people are with it. I think that's where, honestly, by and large, most people are with it these days. I think that is primarily where people are starting to get to with the whole thing. Now, there does seem to be, albeit a small benefit, right? And I understand there's a lot of, uh, a lot of negative, but the one thing it is doing is the thing we all joked about. COVID when we started and the masks essentially is what brought this on. Not necessarily COVID, but the masks, there's a benefit. That's the way I should have sold. This is the, there's a, there's a benefit to the masks. Okay. And it's the thing we all joked about when, when, when they first got announced. What is that? People are brushing their teeth more. Uh, (laughs) No, they are. Like they did a study and like 60% of people said, Oh yeah. Like I realize now my breath was rank more throughout the day than I had realized. Like there were times where you think you're good. Just moving on with your life. You think you're fine. Because, like, the breath is a weird thing there. Mm -hmm. Like, when you can taste your breath, you know. It's like, like, oh, okay. uh, Like, dude, that's some funk. We got to get that out of there, right? right. We got to get that swabbed out Where's the Listerine? Right? And, you know, probably after you eat something, you kind of do that thing where you're at dinner with your wife or husband or whatever, and you're like, is there anything on my teeth? And, you know, you kind of know brushing your teeth. Probably maybe after you eat something, there's probably a little, right? Mm -hmm. If you smoke cigarettes, right? Probably right after you smoke a cigarette, your breath isn't bad. But people are finding out, it's like, no, dude, like, my breath just gets bad. And it happens to, um, it happens to me a lot in here because you talk so much. And your mouth dries out, mm. which then makes it, you know, kind of smell nasty. And there's a windscreen, there's a mic screen right in front of my microphone that helps you not pop your peas mm-hmm. and things like that. And sometimes it's it's like a wall in front of the microphone, so you can actually smell your breath bounce off of it. And sometimes you're, you get like, you get a taste oh, of your own funk, and you're just like, oh boy. There are times. I'll be honest. There are times while being on the air where I've said, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. There, like, God, I have a brain fart. Like sometimes that's what happened. And it's not every time I have a brain fart. It's like, Jesus, breath must stink. But like, there's God. But there have been times where I've caught like that happening. And it's like hit me in the face and I've been like, wait, what? That's crazy. And in the middle of trying to say something live, you know, you kind of screw that up. That happened to me last week. Really? uh, At karate. I had the mask on and I didn't realize it. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell? Oh, God, that's me. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, God, that's me. What is happening right now? That happened to me in Giant Eagle the other day. I was walking around again. I grabbed the mask. I put it on because, you know, you have to. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I put it on and I start walking through the store. And I was just like, I, I was, I don't know, I must have been breathing heavy or something, but like I could feel like the air collect in the pocket of the mask. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just like kind of waft it back uh, in. Uh, and I was like, get to the, get to the toothpaste section <laughs> right now. Like there was part of me where I almost wanted to like rip the top off of a tube. And start spray and just start just going to town. Tur- yeah, because I mean it was that bad. I normally try to brush my teeth right after the show's over too, because again you do so much talking, your mouth dries out. I drink a lot of caffeine, a lot of coffee. Like I have a Yeti tumbler in here, 
And I probably drink, I don't know, four of those while we're on the air, probably, mm. if not more. I mean, that's a lot of coffee, a ton. And I drink a, lo- a ton on Saturday and Sunday morning, too. So, like, normally right after that, obviously. Now, dude, you drink a lot of sugar. I do a lot of the mouthwashing. I do a lot of listerine throughout the day. Oh, okay. So, or, or whatever, or scope, or whatever we Yeah, well, whatever mouthwash Yeah, so that, I do a lot of that. I've learned my, that was the one time I got caught with the bad breath thing. So if I have to go, and I, I know I got a mask up. It's got to be, all right, at least do a quick rinse. You yeah. know what I mean? Bare minimum, quick rinse with the mouth wash so that way if you catch your own self, it's like, I like oh, it. it's a little minty. No, I think it's one of those things. It's like everybody could do it a little bit more. I mean, I, like I said, I keep toothpaste and a toothbrush here in the building. Um, uh, now, I have mouthwash in the What office, I will yeah. say is, is, again, I've been this person. I've talked to If you listen a lot, you know. Like, I'll take dental floss and then I'll floss my teeth and I'll actually smell it because of how bad it smells. You just get a whiff. Oh, dude, I love it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> honestly, I, I don't know what it is. Dude, I got some weird smell things that I like, but that's not one of them. It's so like, Tony, it'll get bad like this. Like sometimes I'll wake up on like a Saturday or Sunday morning and I've like, like maybe I just like ate last night. Like yeah. I just like binged or whatever. And you can kind of like, you ah. can taste your breath. And the first thing I think is not like I gotta get coffee, Amir. And <laughs> this is like, like I run to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, give them to me, man. Give them to me, man. Good grief. And I was just like, you know. And then I sell myself on it being okay. It's like, well, for all the things you've stuck up your nose, I think dental, <laughs> I think dental floss is probably on the side. That's probably closer to good than not. There, you know. Uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I just I can't help myself with it. There's something about that I love. But they, yeah, they say 60 percent of us. Are brushing our teeth more, which is good because they say eighty-one percent view bad breath as a turnoff. Listen, man, if dental hygiene is what comes out of COVID, improved dental hygiene, I'll take that uh, as a small win. I, uh, my girlfriend, I talk about this a lot. She has perfectly white and straight teeth. It's almost intimidating, right? Um, but, honey, don't get mad. Occasionally, uh oh, she will still have. A cigarette here or there. Okay. Occasionally. Every now and then. Every now and then. Like, you know, you're stressing me out, Daniel. You're a teenager. And the next thing I know, she's on the front porch, right? (laughs) And so, um, so I, I get that. I don't have the heart sometimes to tell her when, like, when she comes back in, when she's like, I want to make out. And I'm like, I want you to shut your face. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, the cigarette thing and like, and even without it, like, right. Like sometimes she'll come over right after work and you've had a busy day. You're doing the whole thing. And we'll start kissing in the kitchen in a little bit. I'm like, God, this woman's so hot. I'm so lucky to have her, but geez, I wanted to brush her teeth right now. And like, I, here's the thing. This is how you phrase that. You go, I love you, but you always start with, I love you. And then once you get the butt, aren't I getting kicked in the nuts? Like that's, (laughs) I feel likely to get kicked in the nuts. I feel like I'm going to get kicked in the nuts. Less likely. I, it's one of those things where I, I am more honest with Jennifer than I've been with anybody in my life. That's how I know I love her. That's how I know I trust her. Right. right? It's like, I, I, I'm more honest with her than with anybody I've ever met in my life. But at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, we're still not at the point where I can tell her she stinks. Like, I remember the one time I had to tell her her feet stunk. (laughs) And like, she, She was at my house the one day, and she was like, what is that? I was like, your smelly dogs is what that is. 
We were fine until you took those shoes off. She had like a pair of like chucks that she, you know, low, yeah. low top chucks that she was wearing without like socks. I was like, your feet is what stunk. And then I made the mistake. I came in here and told the story. Oh, God. And I got home and she was like, you told everybody my feet stink. Everybody at work was making fun of me because my feet. I was like, well, good. That'll <laughs> learn you. Now you won't come to my house with smelling dogs. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> as long as you're not keeping odor eaters there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like I'm not at the point where I can tell her about the breath thing yet. I don't. I got yeah. to wait. Now, 99% of the time, it's fine. That's why but it's not that, that big of an issue. there's that occasional 1%, though, where yeah, it's every like, once in a while. That's Everyone the nice thing about while. being married. Yeah, you can just tell them, right? I can just go up to my wife and be like, honey, I love you, but uh, you need to be here. Here's your toothbrush. True love means being able to tell them their mouth stinks. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, I look forward to it. <laughs> 7 o'clock this morning, grab your keyword. It's worth $1,000. Also, another Indian apparently was out on the town in Chicago and Jeez. now can't pitch today. That story also at 7 o'clock on the Stansbury Show. The Stansberry Show. I'm too unhappy. Welcome to being an adult. 6 9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 9 a.m. New Tour Tuesday. Kick that off with Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Songs called WAP. And we also have Marilyn Manson. We are Chaos. Locally, the band's called Asava. The name of that is The Gift. It's a little Chevelle ish. All right. I like Chevelle. Yeah, so no, Chevelle's is, uh... great. They're great. Yeah, no, uh, Asava. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I just happened to like search my inbox. Yeah. For local submissions, I was like, I know I have more in these than I think I do in here, and sure enough, I did. Oh, all right. And I saw that they sent it in last week, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, we didn't get it on last week. We can get it on tomorrow. There we go. So we'll play that. Also, new Luke Bryan. Born here, live here, die here, man. Hey, y'all, it's Luke Bryan. <laughs> Yeah, Luke is an interesting one. Born so, here, live here, die here. Play that at uh, around 9.30 this morning as well. I got to ask you uh, a couple of questions, Tony, about some things that are up at the website. All right. WRQK.com is what I'm talking about. Apparently, all right. I, I have not had a... Uh, the second video I want to talk to you about, I've seen. Okay. Okay, so the, the first one, you've posted this. I have not had a chance to watch this yet, so I'm like... Reading headlines and thinking I know what's going on, All you right. know, an American. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so uh, a, a man somewhere, again, I don't even know where. Yeah, this guy is from Virginia. Virginia. Yes. He put an electric fence around his yard. Yes. And because I can't, apparently neighbor kids kept playing in the yard. Is that neighbor what it is? Neighbor kids kept trespassing through his yard. They kept cutting through and he was sick of it. So he took Get Off My Lawn to another level, and he put up an electric fence around it. So, okay, so it, it it's visible, right? Oh, yeah. It's one of them. It's a visible electric fence. If, uh, yeah, if you, get to, if you touch it, you're going to get zapped by it. They eventually had to call the cops. And take it down? Yeah, they found a legal thing where it was on, like, an easement or something like that, and the guy had to take it down. Man, if you electrocute somebody's kid with one of those. Now, I don't know... What happens when you touch one of those? You know what I mean. I've like, never. I've always stayed away from electric fences. You know, when I was growing up, actually, my my grandparents had a big piece of land, okay. and there was a fence all, uh, along the back end of it that you know neighbored somebody else's. Hmm. 
and we used to, they had animals over there. And so you're a little kid, and like me and my cousin were like, well, we want to go see the animals. And my grandfather kept telling us, that's an electric fence. If you touch it, you'll die. And so, like, and we, like, and we never, like, we wouldn't get close to it because of that. But, well, like, that's a good way to keep, you know. So, like, I honestly don't know what happens when you touch an electric fence like that. I don't, obviously, I don't think you die. No, I think you get, in this case, a really good zap. But you're zapped pretty good, and, right? Yeah. And, but parents were like, oh my God, my kid's going to get electrocuted if they touch this. So they called the cops and the cops are like dude you got to take down the fence but it's kind of funny i'm with the guy <laughs> there's a little bit of me that's kind of with the guy too because i know what i did when i was a kid i would just like if i yeah. was like if i was like oh playing football running back through people's backyards you lose the baseball you go get it man that guy's a dick that what? guy's mean boo dude he's got that big ass dog though man i'm not going you go there was that plus there was the uh-oh street lights are coming on yeah. and i gotta get home yeah, real gotta quick so i was cutting through neighbors backyards and stuff just asses and elbows just, just going just hopping going. fences yeah. left and right and i know that so this dude was like you're not cutting through my yard anymore. I'm putting up a fence. All It'll right. zap you. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, I could. Uh, I, it's not something I would do, but I could. You know, if you take your yard seriously, I I, I could see it. I uh, I have about a postage stamp, and it's been so hot, no water. It's basically just brown dirt now in front of my house. But uh, yeah, if you're one of those people who takes it very very seriously. I mean, a lot of people do, man. And I got, you know what? This is the truth. If I own my house, I would, t- I, I would be more, I, I, w- I would care about it more. I care about my front yard more than my backyard. Because people can see it? Yes. See, I Very love, much I, so. I love, I love this. I love this. Now, I'm not on you, okay? But people always say, this, God, this is just, God, this proves people are always lying. I'm willing to bet so many people heard you say that and went, well, yeah. But, I thought you don't care what anybody thinks about you, right? Oh, no, I'm well... No, 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 then, no, no. Then why isn't the backyard pristine and the front yard's just seven feet high? Because you care about what people think about you, bruh. Well... Only God can judge me and your neighbor while you're on your John Deere, right. making sure your lawn looks good. Well, I guess... <laughs> and that, now, there's a respect issue with your neighbor, though. Yes. There's there, a respect like, hey, hey, man, we gotta live next to one another, let's uh, let's at least try to stay, you know, what, cordial about this. My neighborhood is very much king of the hill in the sense that if one of us fires up the lawnmower, somebody else out there in about 20 minutes is firing up their lawnmower as well to make sure their grass looks just as nice. But here's the thing. My backyard, it's where the kids play, it's where the dogs dump out. I'm not really overly concerned about okay, the fair I'm not really like, all right, the grass is still there. It's greenish. Okay. I'm not super concerned about that, but the front yard, off my grass. Okay, fair enough. Get off. Fair enough. The other video I wanted to talk to you about is apparently now we have male Karens. I refer to those as Chads. Yes. And uh, there's a Chad uh, that people are calling him now. Um, He got upset at, and these are silly, and really ultimately at the end of the day do nothing. But a guy was caught peeling the directional stickers off the like the, the floor aisles of like a drugstore. Tony loves this story. It's so dumb. And like you know, everybody sees those one right? way the, shopping. Yeah, you the, the go circle this way. with yeah. the arrow that goes this way. Oh no, you're not allowed to walk this way. It's only that way, pal. About face, right? Right. And the guy got sick of seeing these, and he scraped them off the floors of the store. Yeah, he did. I, um, again, the video, uh, which, by the way, it it takes them a little stretch. It's like seven minutes long it takes them to do it, which here's my question on that. Nobody stops this guy in seven minutes of him ripping up stickers off the floor? Here's the thing, dude. If I worked in one of these drugstores, like, I'm not dealing with this guy. Yeah, it does look like it's like, I, I, you know, uh, it looks like it's set up. Honestly, it looks like a Rite Aid. Like, me. I'm looking at it, and I would if I were working there, I got my little vest on and everything that tells me what store I'm working for. And I, I look at that, and I go, one, two, three, I'm on break. You deal with yeah. it. I'm not doing this. I mean, here's the thing. Like, 
there those people aren't even at the counters anymore. You ever notice that? Yeah. You walk into a Walgreens and you're like, um, is this Amazon's new thing where I just put it in the cart and it checks me out on my own? Is there anybody here? Did the zombie apocalypse happen? Right. You know what I mean? It's like they're and then never... you hear the door open in the back and some girl with purple hair and fourteen nose and a nose ring comes out. out. Yeah. yeah. And then there's what always do you want? press this. You know they always have a doorbell now yeah. at the front for it's like why am I like ringing you to come help me out in yeah. here? You know it's like oh I know like th- this is. Again, I, for a person who hates self-checkouts, I, I'd rather have that than sit at the front of a, of a store and wait on you. You're just waiting there. And, you're back. and I know you're on break, and I know what you're doing. I know you're looking at that little six-inch monitor, black and white, of me standing there and go, that fat ass can wait. <laughs> He's in here. This is a drugstore, and he's in here getting, you know what I mean, uh, you know, Canada Dry and yeah. Twinkies. That's, you know what I mean? He's not in here getting medicine. He can wait. He can wait. <laughs> he's not buying vitamins. On the Stansberry Show. Those stickers on the floor are annoying, though. Nobody I'd, follows them. Yeah, those like, things. It's a nice idea, but. They're not doing anything. I got the mask on. Let me walk down the aisle the way I want. Let's meet me in the middle. I wore the mask. I got a bandana over my face just as good. Right, We're totally. Fine. We're fine. Let me go down the freezer section in whichever direction I want. You got people driving rascal scooters around in there. I'm not allowed to walk which way I want. It's right. ridiculous. All right. Baseball players. Fought tooth and nail with ownership about money and about what they got to do in less games and this and that. Fought tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. And now these overpaid crybabies still can't do what they need to do to get on the field. Clevenger's in my crosshairs next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Kicking off New Tour Tuesday, 9 a.m. this morning. New Cardi B, new Luke Bryan, new Marilyn Manson, and then locally, Asava. We got the video for that, too. We'll get that linked online for you guys as well, so you can check that out. I'm looking forward to doing that. All right. Yesterday, we spent a good portion of the program talking a little baseball. Yep. Because, well, Zach Plesak, it had been reported, went out on the town after playing a game with the uh, in Chicago there. And went out with, uh, I was told, friends and, and uh, maybe some family members and things like that. And he broke the team's protocol. So they sent him home. You're out. I heard they made him rent a car. Like, they wouldn't, like, get him home. Nope. You're renting your own car, buddy. You're on your own, which I liked. I did. I like that. Okay? And everybody threw him to the wolves yesterday. Mm-hmm. Including us. And I feel like he deserved it. But now we find out another Indians ace pitcher was with him when he went. Jeez. Mike Clevenger. Sunshine. Was part of this. So you know who's going to love this. Wait for Bauer to get a hold of this now. <laughs> If you guys don't follow Trevor Bauer on Twitter, I'd start today. Because he and Clev, they go back and forth at one another a little bit. And it always comes off like, you guys like one another or not. Like right. it's, a, it's always It walks that line between like, oh, that's guys who like one another ribbing each other hard. Versus like, oh, no, I think Bauer actually might hate Clevenger a little bit. <laughs> right? And so, Bauer's going to have a field day with this. And I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I'm over baseball. I'm over you idiots. I, I really am. It took you four months or whatever the hell it was to figure out how to get on the field because everybody wanted to be a crybaby sissy about the money. Yeah. Oh, yo, man, the owners are, you know, greedy dicks. Yeah, newsflash, billionaires like money. Like, I mean, guys, come Duh. on. Come on. Right? Took them forever. Oh, figure it out. Not enough games. Pay us for this and pay for that. And now you get there and you can't do what you got to do to play the game. 
You can't do it. Meanwhile, Clevenger's been like pretty pro mask online. He's very he's very mask. He's very mask. Been in your face about how you better be doing it. Right. So that's fine. That is fine. Yeah, but you if, can have your feelings about it. But if you're going to be so vigilant that people better be wearing their mask, then bro, you better be staying at home too then, right? Right. Do it. This isn't a do as I say, not what as I do situation. You know what I mean? This no, is a. This like, was Clevenger telling you, no, I'm going along with the narrative because I like making this money and I don't want to be told I'm selfish and I don't want to be called a Trumper. I don't want to be called all these things. So you know what? Wear it. Right. But obviously he doesn't believe in it. He's going out with his friends, hanging out. Going to the bars, hanging out. And you saw what it did to the Florida Marlins. They lost like a week and a half of their season. So I, I don't know. If I'm the owners, I don't know what to do here. I got to be honest with you. I, I, You know, we saw it with the college football thing. And again, we're going to talk a little Ryan Day a little later. And obviously, Joel Klatt, we got to get into that video 8.30. But, you know, they, you know I, I was hearing, you know, well, it's like the way the country's handled it is what's leading into the players thinking they can do what they want. And I was like, no, 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 no. First of all, these leagues didn't get strict enough from the beginning. Right. If you test positive... You're done for the year. I don't care who you are. Patrick Mahomes, Mike Clevenger, LeBron James. You're out. I don't care. You test positive, you're out. No 14-day wait. Then you'll start seeing dudes not going to strip clubs to get chicken wings. <laughs> not, I mean, come on. So good. I mean, dude, one day into the bubble, they were already at Magic City. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know what the hell is happening with that stuff. And you got Clevenger and Plesak from the Indians now going out to bars. If 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 I'm the Indians, if I'm these leagues. If it's as serious as it is, if you're with us in these trying times, right. if it's the most dangerous pandemic of all times, then I'm sorry if you get caught doing this. You don't go home and quarantine. You're done. Yeah. You don't play this year. Sit down. And then you'll start to see who really wants to provide for their family, who really wants to play, and who doesn't. Well, yeah, you're done, and you don't get paid. And you don't get paid. Uh, Zach Meisel on Twitter, he works for The Athletic, covers okay. the Indians. I think I said his last name right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, he me. said, uh, uh, he said, sure wonder what Carlos Carrasco, a high-risk individual who was diagnosed with leukemia oh last year. Oh, my God, year, Cookie, I didn't even think of that. And one part of a rotation recording historically great numbers so far this season thinks about two fellows starting pitchers jeopardizing everything like this. Well, yeah, because we, dude, that's a great point. I didn't even think about Cookie, but like, I remember saying yesterday, like, the part of the report was like, the team was furious with Plesak. Yeah. So is the team furious with Clevenger? I would assume, yes. I, I would, see, I would why have... Do I, why do I think that Clevenger's the bigger name, the bigger star, perceived to be the better player? I don't even know which one of them's the better player, but it's perceived Clevenger is. Well, Clevenger's got more time under his belt, And yeah. so, like, he's... I know how sports works. You're the stud. I think this you can get may, away with it. I think this may be a different circumstance, though. They've already because said it's health. Yeah, this is a health Maybe. thing. This is. I hope. Like, you, I want you to be right. This isn't a hey. You know, you went out to the bar and you got a little rowdy with your friends, and the cops come and had to break it up. We're gonna slap you on the right. wrist. This is you this, snapped at a reporter. Right. Jesus, this, Tony. Right. This, something like that. This is this is a big deal, especially okay. when you have a guy like Carlos Carrasco, who when I I didn't even think about it until I saw Zach's tweet. Yeah. And I went, oh my god. I forgot about Cookie. Like you look at that and you go. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, that guy's got to be freaking out. I would. Absolutely. If I'm Carlos Carrasco and he goes, you know what? I'm done. I wouldn't blame him a bit. All I know is that Clevenger was one of these guys out here calling the owner selfish. Mm-hmm. Bruh, how more selfish do you want to be, bruh? 
<laughs> like, I mean, seriously, it, we had to fight tooth and nail to get these games back. Right. You wanted to play. Remember, I remember all the hashtags. I remember seeing all the masks. We want to play. Oh, look, here's me in my fancy shoes because I'm Mike Clevenger and I have to be a weirdo. Which, by the way, if baseball isn't marijuana testing Mike Clevenger every 30 minutes, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a guy with a bigger billboard on his chest about how much weed he smokes, other than this guy named Dan Stansberry. Like, <laughs> I, like I don't, I don't, I've never, I've never, I mean, I've never seen it. It's like if that guy's passing drug testing in baseball, there's something wrong. Well, they don't there's, test for that. There, there is something wrong with that. That guy is obviously no, just a big Grateful Dead fan. Yeah, tie dye everywhere, long hair everywhere, daisies and sunflowers. Never smokes mm-hmm. weed though. <laughs> Probably never does mm-hmm. that. Exactly. So it's so strange so like if it were me i'm sitting you down for the whole season and you're done you're done well that's not fair you don't know sometimes people just contract stuff i don't care it's the it's my leagues i and i now if i'm the if i'm the commissioner of these leagues sorry guys i'm beholden to twitter now some idiot in san francisco made it possible for me to get the opinion of every moron 24 hours a day and so now we all have to go well they're pretending to be mad now okay well then i guess we don't do this right. like that's the world we live in now and so i'm pulling my players in the locker room i'm shutting the door be like you guys call me selfish for 3 months in public i allowed you to drag my name through the goddamn mud, selling your player player positive narrative to everybody. You got all the fans out there fighting the cause for you, and now the moment you get back on the field, look at what you selfish idiots do. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest with you. As an owner, I'd be through the roof. I'm paying this kind of money, and I still can't get guys to do what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, if I'm Paul Dolan, I'm pretty pissed oh, right I'd now. I'd be furious right now, and they should be. It's a, it's a slap in the face to everybody. Don't bitch to me and preach to me about, well, you better put your mask on, Clevenger, when you're willing to go get cocktails at night. Like, sorry. Dude, order room service. It's not sorry. like you're staying at a Super 8. Sorry, I'm willing to go places. Notice, I'm not really super. You better put your mask on or you don't care about me. Because I'm willing to go play golf. I'm willing to go. I had I had lunch in a bar on Sunday afternoon. You I'm willing to do that, bitch. But that's why I don't like scream at you about how you're going to kill my mother if you don't wear your mask. I wear it because I care about my neighbor. You wear it because you like going along the line with Facebook. You just want to yell at other people. That's what everybody's doing with this. But don't yell at me. Don't preach to me. Don't talk to me about how serious it is. And tell me how bad you want to play when the first moment you get to play, you're like, ah, screw it. I'm going to do everything I can to get thrown out. Idiot. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Absolute idiot. High school sports now we have to talk about a little bit. Oh, all right. High school football, I don't know if you guys heard, a little popular. Yes. A little popular in these parts. Yeah. We got the date. Bulldogs, Tigers. We'll weigh in next after this $1,000 keyword. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Another keyword worth 1000 bucks, 810 this morning. Also, New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9. Locally, Asava, the band. Their song, The Gift. Marilyn Manson, technically local. His song, We Are Chaos. Play of that, too. Luke Bryan, Cardi B, all part of it. We started at 9. All right, uh, most recently on the program, we've been talking about Indians pitcher Mike Clevenger. It turns out he was out with Plesak, uh the other night in Chicago. So now, uh, yeah, you go home. You quarantine. You're on your own. He was scheduled to pitch today. Obviously not going to happen. Um, and it's problematic because the strength of this team is the pitching. Yes. And so now you got two arms who can't be with the team. Two of your better arms, they can... In a shortened season. So it matters. Because, again, 
normally in baseball, it's like, ah. You can miss a couple of starts. It's uh, not the end of the world. It's going to be fine. It's right. log season. We got time. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. This year, it's a sprint, not a marathon. Like full-on sprint. And if you can't stay focused to do that, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't get it. Like, here's the thing, dude. Like, it's 60 games in 66 days. So you round it, it's what, two months-ish? Yeah. You couldn't just two months? I'm sorry. If your life depends on it, it makes it different. I'm not a pitcher. I'm not a pro athlete. Okay? But traditionally, my radio career had been spent doing afternoons, mm-hmm. which, mean, which meant then I'd get into work around 1130 in the morning, prep for a few hours, go on, do the show from 3 to 7, get out of there by 730, 745, go, and then you could do whatever you want. Right. So I stayed out all night. I drank all night. I did whatever I wanted. When they brought me down here, they said, look. We're thinking maybe afternoons, but most likely what we're going to want to do is we're going to want you to do mornings. Are you all right with it? And I said, yeah. And I had to make the decision right then and there. Well, dude, you got to change your life. <laughs> like, bro, like you're not going to be, you can't drink all day. You can't drink all night and then get up at four o'clock in the morning and do a good show. You just, you, it can't, well, it can be done. It's just, it's a hard way to do it. And I was, I wasn't interested in it. So I changed my life to keep this money. You can to keep this job. You can do it if your name is not in the show. If like you're like one of the background right. guys, if you're the producer, cause trust me, I did about two years <laughs> worth of that and it's very difficult. You, you can do, yeah, right. You can do it. It, it can be done, but it's, very hard. it's harder to do these days and it's not the right way to do it. It's, it's, you, a, you're not showing the audience enough respect. They give you their time, uh, you know, every morning, and there's plenty of people who want it. And they, if they give it to you, if that's what you're doing, if you're drinking till two and then coming in at four, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning trying to do a show like that, I know plenty of guys that do it. I feel like you're not respecting your audience enough when you do it that way. And so I just had to make a decision. I'm going to change my life to make sure I have my career. I'm sorry. If that can be done for a job that barely pays for a rental house in Canton, I, I don't know why it's so hard for Clevenger to do what he's got to do here for a couple of months to try to win a title on top of that. Nobody's putting a championship ring on me. Right. Six years I've dominated this market. There's no belt. There's no ring. There's, you know what? As a matter of fact, you know what I get? You better do it again three months from now. That's literally what they say. Thank you. Do it again three months from get now. Get like an attaboy. That's, that's, exact, that's it. And that's, and that's, by the way, that's all I need. I don't need parties. I don't need cakes. I don't need rings. I don't need belt. I don't need any of that. The belt the, would be kind of cool. The belt would, a championship belt would that be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I can't lie. <laughs> Dude, ratings belt would be kind of awesome. That would be awesome. That would be kind of awesome. But, I can't lie. But we're not going to do that. But so, like, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I just, I, I, I can't see this. I get it. Oh, you know, he's a young guy. He's got the freedom to do what he wants. The bars are open. You can go. It's like, no, no, no. Do teams have protocols? And there why, are rules in place. Why this bothers me is players called ownership selfish when we were trying to get the negotiations to get these games back. You're selfish. There's no more selfish move than this. You sacrificed not only your team's success, but maybe the league being able to play. Like these guys, you got to understand. There's a whole other thing at play here now. There's a whole other thing at play. All right, now moving along to, well, high school sports. Mm-hmm. Oof. So apparently, the federal league released their schedule. Yes. Okay. Reading now from CantonRep.com, the league schedule does not include Green, mm. who apparently will not participate in contact sports. Okay, there there are going to be schools. Every that's the thing is every school is going to be school district's going to be different. They're going to have different rules for their kids. For sure. So I, I can't fault them for that. Yeah, no, no, no. They said, yeah, so Green's just not going to do it, and uh, you know they're not going to be part of it, right? right. Which, I, which I totally understand. Um, now, Green's absence until October, they say, leaves six teams for league play. So the opening weekend will give us Glen Oak at Hoover, 
Lake at Perry, and Jackson at defending league champions McKinley. The league was not sure about green status for fall sports until late Monday morning, so the league's athletic directors had three to four different versions of schedules going at the same time, which of course you would have to yeah, do. Yeah, you've got to have backup plans and contingencies and all this other stuff, so that, that makes sense. I've been wondering about this issue since, honestly, since COVID kicked off in March. I was like, well, it's going to be very interesting to see what Stark County does with football. Yeah. Because it's Football's just... Football's huge. Yes. It's it's just that big of a deal here. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, well, I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do with this now. And I was like, they're going to try to do everything they can to play. I, I believe that. Um, so let me see here. Uh, let me see. It's been a whirlwind since getting that memo late Friday afternoon. Federal League Commissioner Terry Peterson had said, we knew we couldn't wait too long. We're two and a half weeks away from the start of the season. So I so again so like practice has been happening then right yeah these guys have been going through practice Obviously. I don't think it's been contact practice but they've been going through and doing drills and doing all that stuff you know what I mean so the state playoffs will begin October 9th and 10th and will end no later than the 21st of November schools which are eliminated from the playoffs or choose not to play in the postseason can schedule up to 10 regular season games before November the 14th they say as it's strange as it might be McKinley and Maslin won't play in week 10. Really? The matchup will keep the traditional 2 o'clock kickoff time. Okay. McKinley Athletic Director Antonio Hall said McKinley and Maslin had settled on a date for the game by Saturday morning. There was a discussion on playing the game earlier. Specifically, they had talked about week three to help the chances of it getting played. This was my Ohio State-Michigan argument. Mm -hmm. This was my Ohio State-Michigan argument. You have no idea what's going to happen, so if this is the game that matters, make sure you get this game played. Let's be honest, Stark County. And if you got parents, if you got kids that go to Perry or Green or everywhere else, you may disagree here. But by and large, I think most like diehard high school football fans, if you told them, we're we're going to give you McKinley Massel in that game you get. I think most people go if that's the only game we get, we could live. Yeah. Again, if your if your kid plays for Perry, you obviously disagree with me, and I understand that. Right. But this is the game. We know this is the game. It's the game. It's yeah. the game. It's the game. Yes. So they were talking about week three, but it looks like it is going to be. Do I have this here? October the 3rd. Okay. So that, okay, I understand. So you get a couple of games under your belt, kind of knock off the rust and everything. August 28th, you start, like I said, Glen Oak at Hoover, Lake at Perry, Jackson at McKinley. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's just run it down. So August 28th, like I said, Glen Oak at Hoover, Lake at Perry, Jackson at McKinley. All right. September the 4th, Lake at Jackson, Hoover at McKinley, Central Catholic at Perry, Louisville at Glen Oak. Okay. September the 11th, Glen Oak at Jackson, Hoover at Perry, McKinley then goes to Lake. September 17th or 18th, there's a little bit of a qualifier there, depending on what some things that happen. Glen Oak at Lake, Perry at McKinley, Louisville at Hoover, Central at Jackson. Then September 25th, you get McKinley at Glen Oak, Lake at Hoover, Jackson at Perry. Then October 2nd, Hoover at Jackson, Perry at Glen Oak, Green at Lake. They're throwing them in there, thinking they maybe they, they come back. On the off chance that these guys... And then, like I said, October 3rd, the big one, 2 o'clock, McKinley at Maslin. And this kind of stinks a little bit because I don't know what they're going to do about fans in attendance. You're not going, right? I can't imagine you're going. And 
I love this game. I've gone, I think, pretty much, I think I've gone every year since I've lived here. No, I didn't go the first year, but I've been every year since then. And it is special at Maslin. I've been to both sites. When you walk over that hill, dude, at Maslin, and you see that, I mean, dude, it looks like a college facility when you walk over that hill. It's like, when you see the practice area, it's like, Jesus, dude, like that, you would think, you, honestly, it looks better than any Mac school. <laughs> Maybe maybe Akron should take a peek at what Maslin's doing. For sure. It looks way better than all that stuff. And you can kind of feel the the nostalgia, the history in it. And it feels strange. You walk up to the thing, you buy the ticket, and you walk in, and you get sucked into it, and you're like, this is a a high school game. And, like, (laughs) I mean, the one year my buddy Dustin and I went, it was at Maslin. They were wheelbarrowing a guy out, throwing up on himself at halftime at a high school game. At a high school game. I was like, jeez, dude, you can't even buy beer inside. You got to get that tailgate in early, <laughs> like, man. That's how hammered that guy was. But like 50 places in this town do kegs and eggs for that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a huge, people tailgate. It'll be interesting to see what they do by then. If if conditions with COVID have improved enough to where you can let a certain number of fans in. If not, it's going to be real weird. My guess is I'll, they probably already have it out. But... It's not going to just be a fans allowed to go. It's going to be if you're related to the athlete. Like a family, immediate family, you can go. You can go. And that's, of course, who who matters the most. Oh, yeah. I made this argument last year. There was They were going to play at Lake for like one of like the playoff games. They're like, they don't have enough seating. And I was like, well, yeah, because most people when they graduate don't care about high school football anymore. Like, where I grew up, Twinsburg, if you care about high school football the day after you graduate, you're the town loon. You, you just are. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a different thing down here, which is one of the things I love about it. We have a special thing here. But I remember I said last year, is like as long as the parents get to go whose kids are on the field, I don't care if you get shut out. I don't. I'm kind of with you we're on that We're talking about one. juniors. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. As long as the parents get to see it, that's that's what really matters. Yo, you mean mom and dad who have trucked these kids back and forth to practice and all this other stuff, they get to go? Now, you know what I'm thinking about with this, though? What's up? Is my girlfriend's daughter is part of, like, the halftime shows for her high school. Okay. Like, you know, they go out, they perform, she dances, she, she does the thing, right? Yeah. I forget what it's called. Flag core. She's part of that thing. All right. Right? And she loves it, right? She spends all her time practicing it, and she's really good at it. She loves it. So are they? That's not for the the team though. That's for fan entertainment while they're not playing the game. Could you do? So are they now? Again, those kids have parents. Yeah. So are you going to let them do it so their parents can come and see their kid do their thing? Because I was like sitting there thinking about that. I was like, well, God, Jen and I used to go on Friday nights. We used to go to the games yeah. and like we'd go watch her daughter do that. And it was like you know we'd travel around the, the county and go to all the games. It was fun, right? Right. And I was like, well, we're obviously not doing that this year. And I thought about, it, I was like, well, God, are they even going to have her do it? That's an interesting question. Again, this is going to be a school by school, district by district uh, thing with how much extracurricular uh, stuff that goes on. It's going to be weird. Um, that it, and then you have to go, well, how many parents are the parents of the players? How many kids are on a high school team? Like 80 plus you got, you know, the, I don't even know the answer. You know what that. I mean? You got coaches, you got all that stuff. So you got those parents out there, right? Yeah. Then you got, you know, so mom and dad, probably sibling, right? Then you got the band, band parents are going to want to go. Yeah. Then you're going to have the, the cheerleaders, flag core, whatever, you all know, those pe- all people those have parents, parents are going to go. 
It's going to be interesting to see what they do in this situation. Yeah, if you told me it was immediate family to the people who were on the field only, I would obviously have to go, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Given what we're doing now, I could totally, absolutely see that. The amount of people who are in my DMs right now screaming, go Tigers, at me Uh is absolutely, well, it's funny. But they do. They love that football team, man. They love that stuff. It's cool, man. Like, if you've never seen a game at Maslin, like, that's the game to see there for sure. But it is. It feels. I've been. It's different. I've been to games in the MAC conference that are nowhere near as big feeling as that game is. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Well, 810 this morning, another keyword. It's worth $1,000. Also, what to expect in the press conference from the Governor Mike DeWine a little later today. We'll get into that as well. My guess is school is going to be part of that. 810 this morning on Rock 106. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Still to come, 9 a.m., New Tour Tuesday. Kick that off with Cardi B, Megan The Stallion. Also, Luke Bryan, Marilyn Manson. Locally, Asava with their song, The Gift. We have the video for that, too. We'll get that link for you guys as well. You know, we don't go overboard with celebrity death here on the uh, on the program. I, I, I try not to, you know, do that. You know, it's so sad and such a huge impact on my life and, like, all that stuff. It's like, look, we all got a few, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when Tom Petty died, I was, I was, like, a little, like, man, that sucks. That guy wrote a lot of stuff I like, right? And also, I didn't get the, I didn't get to see him on the last tour. Um, we had an extra pair of tickets here that somebody didn't pick up, and they were locked in somebody's desk who went away for the weekend. And Oof. so I was like, oh. Dude, a pair of, you know, just, it, that burned me. Like, it just, Oof. it burned me so bad. I was like, damn it, man. I would have liked to go on to that, right? That sucks. So, like, yeah, when Tom Petty went, I was kind of bummed out. Now, the reason why I bring this up is I just happened to be looking through my uh, Facebook. You know, they were like, hey, six years ago, you said this, right? Like, right. the memories thing. And apparently, Robin Williams died six years ago. And That's I thought to myself, I was like, God, six years ago. Now, I was not shocked about Robin Williams. Um, uh, as you know, I, I tell people all the time, entertainers are not as happy as they look. You're finding out now Ellen's not as nice as you, as she pretends to be on TV. Newsflash, people are doing their jobs. Right. Right. Like versus like who they're, who they are sometimes. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's, that, that's kind of what's happened there, you know, with Ellen and the like, but Robin Williams had died and I don't necessarily find myself to be like a huge fan other than the fact, but I do respect his contribution to the comedy world and even honestly the drama world when you start throwing in like Goodwill Hunting and like things like that. You know what I mean? He had done, right. you know, he had done, you know, plenty of things like that too. Um, that I do enjoy his contribution to the world. Um, I, I remember saying when he died, and this is true, one of the movies I watched over and over and over, I wore out a VHS copy. Um, and I, and I would have to imagine it's part of the reason why I'm sitting in here right now. I watched Good Morning Vietnam on, I remember on one summer break off of school, I must, I watched it every morning. Every morning I woke up and just put it in the v- VCR, just kind of watched it until my friends woke up. Like, hmm. and like, all right, well, we'll go ride bikes later or we'll go play football in the yard later or whatever. But I, it was like a morning routine. I watched Good Morning Vietnam every day. I love that movie. I still love that movie. And obviously, there's, you know, you can make the connection between the two things that maybe that's maybe where I got a little bit of the idea of like, oh, God, that looks kind of fun. But six years ago, like, God, that feels like it was 25 minutes ago to me. It feels it almost feels like a lifetime ago where you go, my God, it's been yeah so who's still alive like that, that when they die, you're going to have to be like, you know, that one's going to shake me a little. 
There has to be some because you're a fan of things. Like you yeah. really like things. Uh, when one of the dude, when one of the three original dudes from Metallica goes, I'll be really bummed. That'll that's a day off work, buddy. Um, oh, there'll be no easier day to be at work. Well, I disagree, true, but yes, yeah. I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but, dude. Uh, when James Hetfield dies, that'll be the easiest show I've ever done in my life. Here's a nine minute Metallica song it'll, for you. Easiest jo- easiest show I've ever done. Uh, yeah, that one's gonna that's gonna be a kick in the pants okay. for me. Um, now, see, I agree there with James. But the thing is, is like that will hit me on the I'm gonna die soon level versus like the guy who created all this art I really yeah. like died. Um the Robin Williams thing sucked. Uh Chris Cornell when he died sucked. Yeah, uh, that was Chester hard. was bad. Yeah, but like so but like I'm trying to go through of like who's out there now. Um for you, do you have one? So here's I don't know is the answer. Because what the natural answer would be Let's see what happens to Stansbury when Paul Stanley dies. Right? Or Gene Simmons. For me, it's more Paul. Okay. But, but yes, pick one of the two. You could, Paul's my, I, 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 the bigger fan of Paul, but okay. yeah, either one works. I get right? it. Either one works. I sit here and think to myself, yeah, I would obviously be like, oh, dude, that kind of sucks. But I don't think. I'm going to feel that thing that people feel where like there's this huge like when Bowie died. I mean, people were Facebook living and yeah. crying and like I I don't necessarily I think it's maybe because I've hosted too many meet and greets. Maybe I've met too many bands where it's been demystified for me on some level that I understand they're all in it just to steal my money. There's it's a not just that. Kiss that they're all in it just to sell records and they're all in it just to sell T-shirts because they'd rather do that than do what we do for a living or what you do for right? right. I mean, there's kind of one. It's kind of one of those. So maybe that's what it is. But people have said to me, like, dude, you have loved Kiss as much as you have your entire life. I'm telling you, when one of those guys goes, it's going to rock you to your core. And I don't think it will. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Sorry, Paul, but I almost want you to die so I can see the end of this. Let's speed this up. Right? Uh, there's almost a little bit of me that kind of wants to, to know it. I never thought about Metallica, but you're right. Well, Metallica was the first band that, like, I went... Mattered to you. When right? Ozzy goes... Oh. Uh, yeah, when Ozzy... I mean, yeah. his health is bad. I mean, how far off is that, really? Ozzy. Like, I mean, I'm a big... Like, a in the movie it. TV thing, I'm a huge Aaron Sorkin fan. Love him. Yeah, but I won't care. I'll like, be like, oh, oh, that sucks. The guy that created the West Wing, my favorite show of all time, died. Right. Like, okay, but I have it. I, I yeah. own the collection. You can stream it on Netflix. I'm fine. That's always my thing. Is like, well, dude, I most of the people that die, I'm like, well, dude, I have all your art. What made Cornell sad is that, dude, there, we, we didn't get enough albums. No. We, we didn't get enough. What makes Chester Bennington sad is Linkin Park was still doing their thing. They were still good. Right. A lot of times when people go, it's like, well, dude, they're 80 and we have the best art. Right. We've gotten the best out when, of them. So, uh, so when you go too soon, that's really what's sad is like, what could we have gotten out of you still? Yeah. So like it, it, that's why I don't think I don't think I'll be like super sad when Paul Stanley or Gene Simmons die. Like I have the best of their art. I've seen them twenty times. I've met them both. I you know what I mean. I I got lucky like that. So I don't I don't think I'll be sad like that. I really don't. I'll listen now. I do this. I'll listen to the records. Like I remember when Neil Peart died from Rush. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me listen to Rush because I always tell people, yeah, I like Rush. I don't necessarily love them, right? And then so I like put them on iHeartRadio, and I just and it was like, oh no, I actually really like this band. See, that's what happened with me in Soundgarden. I'm just sick of Working Man, but I <laughs> but I but I actually really do like this band. Yeah, that's what happened with me in Soundgarden. Went I back start, and re I re-listened, and I went, yeah. oh god, I band's really reali- good. I did not realize how big of an impact Soundgarden actually had. had, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, dude, Chris was 
unbelievably talented. I mean, the the, um, the amount of talent in Chris Cornell was just... I mean, again, he sang Michael Jackson records that were great. He did a Sinead yeah. O'Connor cover that was great. You, just uh, you know, and then Soundgarden was awesome. I still think Audio Slave was wildly underrated. There was more there that needed to happen. And honestly, I kept saying, I was like, dude, get Zach on the road with you guys and do a combination show. Give me yeah. a little rage. Give me a little Audio Slave. Go back and forth. Everybody come on the stage at the end and sing something together. Like, that would have been one of the coolest shows ever. You know what's going to suck is like when pro wrestlers that I grew up with start grow, start kicking the bucket. Justin. So give me the big one. Stone uh, Cold? Like Stone Cold or The Rock. You give me one of those guys, and I'm like, oh. Stone Cold die, make you cry. Probably. Wow. Probably. next on the Stansberry Show. Just dump them Steve Weisers over Just, your head, and nobody will be able to tell if it's suds or tears, Tony. You'll be fine. What you do is you bang them together, and then you dump it. You got to have the two. Take those emotions, and you put them in the squared circle. The leg drop them. Give them the chokehold. Give them the stunner. <laughs> Stone Cold stutters. My God, he's dead! What to expect from the uh, press conference from the Governor Mike DeWine a little later today, and also a $1,000 keyword. Stick around, get both those right here on the Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. 9 a.m. is New Tour Tuesday with Cardi B, Luke Bryan, Marilyn Manson, locally a band called Asava. Kind of reminded me Deftones and Chevelle-ish, which that's what Chevelle was, was radio-friendly Deftones. But <clears throat> they feel like a mix of those two things in the right kind of way. So we'll play that for you as well. Uh Apparently, the governor is going to address us a little later this afternoon. Oh, we're um, getting to talking to this afternoon. All yeah, right. he's going to sit us down. WKYC reporting. Here's what you can expect. He's going to touch on education. In a, uh, in a release announcing Tuesday's briefing, apparently, uh, DeWine's office did state that he will, in fact, be addressing education and the return to schools. Yes, please. In addition, uh, DeWine and Ohio t- uh, Lieutenant Governor John uh, Houston, uh, multiple doctors from children's hospitals are expected to speak at Tuesday's Briefing as well, presumably regarding the upcoming school year. Yeah, they're about to walk out medical professionals to tell you to send your kids to school. Or not. They're going to find the ones that disagree. I think it's more likely they're going to go. But I, 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 maybe I'm wrong there. Um, he's going to talk about the coronavirus results a little bit. Last week, he found uh, he found unexpectedly found himself at the center, obviously, of the, of the fight around coronavirus. He, there was uh, what he had received a false positive in the testing, right? And so on Thursday, he tested positive for the virus after undergoing a rapid test as part of the protocol to the great uh, uh, to greet President Donald Trump. Rather, he just uh, didn't want to meet Trump. Yeah, man. I, don't, I don't buy. That. I don't buy that. I don't buy that even a little. And if you do buy that, that that's what he did, then you enjoy politicians playing politics with a life-threatening pan, uh, pandemic disease because you don't like the president, which makes you no better than people who are like, no, we're going to Oklahoma and no masks are going to be found anywhere. Like, if, you, if you're okay with people playing politics with it, then you're okay with people playing politics with it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, so he's going to address that and the rapid test versus, like a, a, versus a standard test and the accuracy in those two different things there. He's going to address that. Sports will be a big part of what he uh, will address here. Mike DeWine didn't have any new guidance for sports, of course not, in last week. Shocker. He said that uh, it will be coming soon. Uh, at his press briefing back on Friday, DeWine revealed that he planned to unveil the new practices and protocols for sports in Ohio over the course of this next week. So, again, people are expecting us to get it uh, as early as this afternoon with Mike DeWine. Now, I just saw the coach of Maslin's football team just posted to his Twitter two minutes ago. Okay. He's got video. Of his players reporting in. He's like, look, we're doing temperature checks. They got masks on. We want a season. So they're getting ready. 
Like I said, I, we already talked about it a little earlier this morning, October 3rd. McKinley at Maslin. So they're like, and again, his hashtag here is we want a season. So I think if you follow all of the safety protocols and everything, it can't be. Apparently, those are the things DeWine's going to talk about. So I don't want to say it can't be a risk, but like you, you lower the risk of, you know? So I talked to my girlfriend about schools, okay? Because she's sending two kids to school, right? And she's like, well, we finally heard what the high school is doing. I was like, okay. So what her school's doing is I believe her daughter will go two days one week, three days the next week, and they it's kind of what they're doing is doing like the fire department schedule. Okay. On two days, off three, the okay. on three, off two. They're kind they're kind of doing that. Now it's obviously not 24 hour schedules. And apparently what they're doing is they're going by last names. So you go by the first letter of your last name. Kind of like how you get your report card. Right. A through L goes X days, and then L through, you know what I mean? And then they're kind of splitting it up like that. That seems to be how Hmm. they're handling it, at least where her daughter goes to school. That's not the worst idea in the world. I mean, if you want to do the mixed learning thing. Well, if you want to... If, if if it's about tracing and tracking and yeah. finding spread, we know who was in the building on these days, then yeah, I mean, al- you know, alphabetically will work. We do plenty of things alphabetically. Right. It's the easiest way of doing things. We, yeah, just... we kind of know who you are at that point. So yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I, you think he's going to come out and say remote learning, huh? I, well, I mean, I guess maybe I'm wrong here because what uh, Summit County just did. They, they had Their health officials came out and said, what are we doing? Let's go to remote learning. They, they recommended remote learning. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. who? Again, I this thing has been such a cluster, you know what, that I can't figure out what anybody's going to say. It's a little say. bit of a mess, right? Like, DeWine one day will say one thing, and then the next day... Like, he can't make up his mind. So I have no idea what he's going to say. Now, part of that is because new info comes out every day, right? Correct. But it's just like, wait, you said this yesterday. But but you don't explain the new info. That's the problem. That is problematic. That is problematic, and that's the thing. I would agree. So if he comes out, I can't wait until somebody files a lawsuit uh, saying, hey, if he comes out and shuts down false sports, saying, like, we can't do this, somebody's going to sue. There's going to be lawsuits on this. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, everybody sues over everything. Right. Like, there's a kid, I think, down in in the Columbus area, I heard on a news report this morning, that's suing to get schools reopened in his or because I think it's like a Jane Doe thing. Uh, okay, yeah. But it's one of those deals where it's like, this kid is suing to go back to school. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what he says today. Um, I believe it's more... Bite the rope, get ready, mm. get ready for uncomfortable. You're gonna have to start sending your kids to school. It's just the way. I, I like. I think that's what we're in for. Um, I am very much in favor of. Let me ask you this question. All right. You know, finish what you were saying. I was gonna say if if school districts can give parents the option to either a send their kids to school or b remote learn. Well, I believe a lot of them are doing right. That. Yeah. Then do that. Like you want to like I have to send my kids to school. I don't really have a choice in the matter 
Because of scheduling. Because of scheduling. I work. Jen's the same way. My wife works. We have to do that. She's like, I can't have to go to school. Yeah, Jen really cannot work from home. She can work from home after she's put in a full day into the office. Like she, you know, she has to do a lot of that. But But, if she's not in that building, things are 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 gonna go. uh, You know what I mean? I don't. It's gonna go side. Yeah, but I mean, there's a reason why people work. It's because they're the ones who are supposed to be doing certain things. You know what I mean? So yeah, she kind of has to be on site. But I think uh, if they have that, I think that should be the way to go. Honestly, we're not gonna do. You get to pick. You. It is your kid. Parents' choice. I mean, the next what if question will be: Should it be this way forever? Should I ever have to send my kid to school in flu well, season? Okay, there. Well, now that's down the road. Yes, and but and we shut schools down during flu season we, because you have, have outbreaks at school and they got to be cleaned. Let me ask you this question. All right, because people seem to think Mike Dewine no longer has a backbone, no spine. Dewine, if Doctor Amy Acton was still standing next to Mike Dewine this afternoon for this press conference, are we hearing schools are not reopening? If it, I believe that is a yeah, I think you're right. That she would have been in his ear a little bit more about just do what are you doing? Right. Just she shut was the voice down. of here's why, and she did a very good job. Love her or hate her, indifferent. She explained. Well, everything. disagree with her all you want, but when you started going to her house and protesting well, out in front nuts. of her house where her kids live, that makes you a douche and yeah. insensitive as hell. Right. But she would at least explain. Here are the medical reasons why we believe this is what we need to do. I believe if she was standing next to him today, you're hearing maybe no school. Correct. At least no fall sports. Now, oh, yeah, that I agree that, with. Yes. That's bare okay. minimum. Uh, but I think as soon as, if she's there, she's saying, hey, we're not doing fall sports. Now, DeWine's going to look at it and go, yeah, but how is this going to affect my poll numbers and people are going to be really And she doesn't have to worry about that. She didn't, she didn't have to worry about she that. Didn't, yeah, she was appointed to the position. She didn't right. care about her poll numbers. Yeah, that's why I think it may have been different. I I, I, I can totally see what you're saying. And now. the poll numbers is what, that's what makes me think he's going to come out here today and be like, no, football can go and this can go and we'll be fine. It's really just when you go to the store where you're really in danger. Right. Like it's, 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 it's going to be some of that. Well, it was interesting because the lieutenant governor, John Husted, came out yesterday and essentially said, why aren't we letting these kids play? I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he was on Twitter yesterday, like, uh, saying, what are we doing? Yeah, it's I'm gonna, trying to find it real quick. I can't wait to hear what he has to say today. College football is another sport that's like up in the air right now. There were reports yesterday the Big Ten was going to cancel. Ryan Day's like, ah, no, 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 no. Jim Harbaugh's like, what the hell are we doing? We're right. not canceling. And so the the you know they're uh, they're him and Han and now and we actually we have some audio from Joel Clad who is uh, calls the games for Fox Sports. We're gonna play that next. Actually. So Houston yesterday on Twitter said, "What's the greater risk to young people under age twenty five canceling in?" person learning and extracurriculars like sports to protect them from covid or leaving it to chance how they'll fill how they'll fill the time you can't take these things away from young people and expect good health slash academic well, life results sometimes so he just literally said what are we doing what are we doing right and they're they are right here nick saban had said the same thing a lot of people make the same argument and there is truth in that where at the end of the day do kids need structure and and if you leave them on their own devices, they're not going to handle it right. If you you have the although, dude, look, Clevenger's out there going to parties and going to bars after he's playing games. So like, dude, at the end of the day, people are just gonna you know what? That's all. Here's the deal: we're all in hell. There was no hand basket. <laughs> you were promised a hand basket. There is no hand basket. You just arrived ass bare in the hell. That's what happened. Here's what's next. Show. I do have some audio from Joel Clad on why we should play college football. He believes we'll play you that after this thousand dollar keyword right Six now. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. People are asking me why I'm against. 
protesting outside of Amy Acton's house. We're going to get back there at 840. Okay. Spoiler, it's because I'm not a douche. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like, there, there, there's the big spoiler. You have no reason, you have no right to make that woman's kids afraid of you. Sorry, you don't. That's actually really funny. You don't. There's plenty of places you can protest and where you're allowed to do that. Her private property, not one of them. Sorry, no. The same people who think it's okay to protest in front of Amy Acton's house, by the way, are the same people who get pissed when traffic is blocked by other protesters. <laughs> yeah, but I, you I can't mean, have it both ways, you moron! Fair point, fair point. All right, so Joel Klatt is the voice of college football for Fox Sports. Calls games, and I think actually Joel's actually really good at it. He was calling some XFL games, too, and I like Joel a lot, actually. And uh, so he's invested into the pro, uh, not pro football, but college football season playing, right? That's a lot of his job is college football. And so he believes he's laying out here a couple of reasons why college football should, in fact, go on and continue to play. Um, and this is obviously big news right now because it was reported yesterday that Ohio State and the Big Ten would cancel their season as early as today. Now everybody in the Big Ten saying, wait a minute here. We got Harbaugh going, no, I don't know about that. And Ryan Day like, no, 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 we're going to fight tooth and nail. We want a season, this whole thing. So Joel's laying out reasons why he believes we can play the college football season. We're going to pick up in the middle of the conversation. He's starting to talk about this age group, college football player age group, are less susceptible to the COVID virus as versus like older people. And when you're talking specifically about college football, I do feel like we are talking about a specific age group. And there is data available that we don't have to just go to the blunt uh, instrument of total numbers and we can look at specific numbers per the CDC and we can see that this virus is statistically close to zero threat to college age kids. Um, there are far greater danger from things like car accidents, um, homicide, suicide, heart disease, uh, even lightning strikes than they are at danger from, from COVID. Um, and so I want to avoid the inaccurate argument that I don't care about the well-being of, of student-athletes. and Because that's what everybody says. If you think people should play, well, you just don't care if people die. Because And what do I always say? People like those arguments because they think they're conversation enders. You don't want to have a debate. What you want to do is end the conversation and be like, look, I won. I'm right. Look, let me dance around now. Owned you. Owned you. Specifically football players because it's actually the exact opposite. Uh, the factors I'm going to lay out here in a moment are all because I care about the well-being of the college football player. Uh, next thing before I get into these five arguments, if you will, or case for, for college football, um, I do think that these institutions uh, need to start giving us important things that I think that we need to see here uh, in the coming days. But for now, I want to get into these five arguments um, or cases, uh, if you will, for a college football season. Uh, first and foremost, uh, would be those that want to opt out should be able to opt out. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. And their scholarships should be honored. Absolutely. Again, we're not talking pros here. So, again, yes, absolutely, I'm for that. And they should be able to do so without fear of losing their scholarship. Thank you, Joel. I think Joel. That that's very clear. Um, and there are kids that have compromised immune systems. Maybe they have family members with compromised immune systems. They need to be able to make that choice without fear of retribution. And their scholarship should be honored, and it will be honored. And in almost every single case that I have heard of, at least, uh, it is being honored. Now, uh, there is a caveat. If you do opt out, I do believe that you should be 
forced to opt out wholly, right? You should not be around the team because if it is that dangerous for you... I agree. If you're going to not play because you're worried about the health conditions, then don't go to school. Then don't be on the campus. Don't be near the team. What are you doing? Because then what you're doing is going, no, I, w- I want the experience, but I, but I don't want to play because I, don't, I know I don't have to play this year. Uh, to be around the team and be around anybody, even within the testing protocols and procedures, you should probably be in close to isolation. Um, so I don't think that you I should agree. be allowed to be uh, around the team, involved in team activities uh, of any sort. And that even rem- means you know school activities and, and things like tutoring. Uh, number two. I don't believe anything should be in stone, right? Um, And I think that we've seen this from other leagues as they've come out and they've had to adjust, in particular things like the PGA Tour has had to adjust. Those revisions and adjustments should be made and they should be expected. Uh, so that, that's yeah, that's pretty common sense. There, that nothing that I mean just because we say this is what we're going to do. If if something comes up, we're going to have to adjust the thinking. That's just well, the mark of intelligence being willing to change your thinking when you're presented with new information. That's a flip flopper. No, it actually means you're smart. Would be given right now with being stone. <laughs> that's actually what and it now, means. More of the player specific things. I think players will be w- way better off and way healthier. And this is maybe the most important one within. Uh, the structure of football than outside of the structure of football. This is true, right? Like, if your kids are around the team, they're being tested a lot, they're with the, the same people over and over again versus coming home and going to the bars or hanging out, doing what they're doing. Yeah. Or sleeping with each other's girlfriends or whatever the hell Ace. it is college-age kids do that are fun. Like, I mean, like that's that's Listen, he's right. When you're in a community of testing and tracking and protocols and procedures with medical and healthcare right at, at your fingertips, with nutritional and diet needs right at your fingertips, with social distancing guidelines, mask wearing, so on and so forth, academic structure and account- accountability in all those areas. Yeah, there ain't no protocol between you and your neighbor's house. No. There ain't no protocol on that. That is a safer bubble, if you uh, want to call it that, than being out in the uh, normal fray of everyday life. Uh, there's no doubt in my buy mind that. that being on campus within the structure of football and even playing the sport of football, these players will be much safer than if they were just told, hey, the season is canceled, uh, go on your way. That's Joel Klatt, uh, voice of college football for Fox Sports. I have a little bit more of this audio. I want to address it, so we'll do that. Also, I want to, uh, I guess, get right back into why I don't think you should be protesting <laughs> outside of Amy Acton's house. Apparently, I have to address that again as well. We'll do it next on the Stansbury Show. Harry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We'll do New Tour Tuesday coming up 9 o'clock. We've been talking about Joel Klatt, voice of college football for Fox Sports, talking about why sports should continue, why college football should continue. And he already talked about how like your kids are safer in like the bubble at Clemson than they are in your home neighborhood, and I agree with that. And he, t- you know, he touched on the fact that most of the data, even from the CDC scare machine, is that your kids' college age are most likely going to be fine. He kind of touched on that. And uh, he's got a couple of more reasons here why college football should and will continue. And so we'll take a listen to what Joel Klatt had to say about that. Uh, The only way that you could get much safer than being within these testing protocols twice a week, so on and so forth, and the guidelines would be if you were in isolation and or quarantine. So uh, this notion that it is somehow extremely dangerous for the kids to be within these testing protocols and procedures, I think is false. I do too, actually. I think that's completely false. I think people just want to say stuff. 
Um, by the way, being in that community, you know that everyone else is going through the same testing protocols and procedures, and that's very important. Alternatively, let's say you're not, you would not know if you were an asymptomatic case. Right. Which, by the way, the majority of this age group would be an asymptomatic case. Again, true. So mm-hmm. that asymptomatic case, without the, the procedures and the structure of football, would then be at greater risk to be a driver of community spread, and in some cases... Remember now, these kids would be going back to multi-generational homes. It's fair. A lot of these kids have grandparents that live with them. That's mm-hmm. fair. I didn't even think of that. But but when I heard him say it, I was like, oh, you know what? That's totally true. So you're talking about a very dangerous uh, aspect of being in, in a situation where you don't know if you have the disease. I don't know how this is a debate. My kid's playing college football. Honey, he can either go and be tested two, two three times a week, or he can stay here and we'll go, well, oh, I guess we'll see after November. We'll like, just kind of throw it out there. Like, what the hell? I'd rather my kid be tested. Rather than being within the protocols of actually playing college football. So that's number three. Uh, I think that there are two giant impacts, and these are the last two issues. The human impact of a cancellation, I think it's been well documented across the spectrum that people have been, have been dealing with suicide and depression at a far greater rate. I don't think that's been well documented at all, as a matter of I fact. I think it's actually been underplayed, that's which been is insane. underreported. Yes. That's been underreported, as a matter of fact. I get what he's saying, and I'm not on him about it, but at the end of the day, no, I don't think that that's been why. I think that needs to be reported more. During the COVID COVID uh, lockdowns in the last five months than they were before. The hotlines have been inundated during this pandemic, and that's a problem. The mental health of players, I think, needs to be considered. And the fans. It would be naive to think that we wouldn't see a dramatic rise in depression and the overall deterioration of the mental health of these college football players, many of whom have been singularly focused on their sport and their achievement in their sport maybe their entire lives. And to take that away from them at this point, I think would be very detrimental to their mental health. You know, a lot of people can't wrap their head around that because, uh, let's be honest, most people do not have the dedication it takes to become a star college athlete. You do. You kind of have to, like I always say, people say, oh, millions of dollars. Yeah. But they also gave up every Saturday of their life shooting hoops in the, ba- in the backyard when you went out with your friends. Tiger Woods hit 7,000 golf balls a day at five years old while you were, you know, putting paste in your mouth. Like there's, you know what I mean? Like the, the dedication in this stuff, it is, it's different. And let's not forget that this age group specifically struggles with mental health, maybe to a far greater degree than other age groups. And we know this because. Okay. To be fair, uh, Joel had said it's been widely documented. Okay. Uh, about the mental health thing versus, versus reported. You know what? That's a great distinction. And I just missed it. Jay, thank you for that. That's a good distinction. And I missed it. The second leading cause of death amongst college-age kids in America is suicide. Uh, that, that's a, a sobering fact that we need to be aware of when we're talking about taking something away as important as college football Agreed. from these college football players. Uh, I think it's also uh, something that we should consider and, and really lean into that it's not just potentially the effects of depression and suicide, but to de- deal with that deterioration of their mental health, they could turn to substance abuse. We've seen substance abuse go crazy during this pandemic. Well, depression and substance abuse do go hand in hand. One normally leads to the other. And in some cases, double and triple um, in, in some of the studies that we've seen. And I think the absence of structure and accountability would drive even more substance abuse in college-age kids than if they were within the structure. I've made this argument with some of my veteran friends. 
that a lot of the times what you deal with when you come home is that loss of your every minute of your day is accounted for. That you get used to that. Mm-hmm. You got purpose. From five to six, I do this. From seven to nine, I do this. You have purpose and order, structure, and everything he's saying. And I agree. I think there's something to that. I think that's it, it's why it helps. It's why I've argued to open the schools. I want kids need structure and boundary and account accountability zone of a college football season. Um, we might see them fall behind academically, and in some cases, they're losing the ability to increase the value of their future athletic endeavors. Just think last year, Joe Burrow was a middle-round middle round draft pick, and all of a sudden he had one great year, and then he's the first pick in the draft. It's a fair point. Right. It's a fair point. I said earlier this morning, there's millions of dollars at stake, billions when you start talking about TV revenues and things like that. But when you start talking about you know potential future earnings for a guy like Trevor Lawrence... What's it going to be? I mean, Patrick Mahomes just signed a deal for 500 mil. Right. Trevor Lawrence is supposed, they say he's going to be better. Now, I think that's getting a little hyperbolic there. Settle down, Donnie. I know Patrick Mahomes is the best ever. I, uh, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that tweet in like 20 seconds. I, uh, but like, did they say Trevor Lawrence is going to be the truth? Like, uh, how much money are you going to steal from this kid? We're taking that away from these players, the ability to actually make a, a life changing jump when it comes to monetizing their skill. No, no, no. Not life changing. Multi generational change in money. Like, it's now four generations worth of money these guys get, which they have not been able to do to this point in their life. And the last um, uh, factor that I would point to is the financial impact. And it's, and it's a significant one, and it's not one that I'm talking about lining people's pockets. I think it's about the fact that you're going to lose. You just care about the money, man. You just care about the money. Yeah, because money does everything he's about to talk about right here. Potentially thousands, tens of thousands of scholarship opportunities across intercollegiate athletics. Yeah, the Bucks pay for uh, Intercollegiate athletics right now provide about 150,000 scholarship opportunities to higher education. Because the Buckeyes are good, your kid gets to go do fencing on a scholarship. Just so you know. It's because the Bucks are good. It's because the football team is good. You can't Based take that on away. athletic excellence and achievement. And, and this would be a devastating blow to boys and girls across the country For sure. who are trying to achieve right now in order to attain one of those opportunities, one of those 150,000 opportunities, in order to continue their education. And in many cases, this is their only way to get that higher education. is through their sport. We know that. There are a lot of people who are on sports fields who would not be admitted to certain universities if they were not necessarily the athlete that they are. Mm-hmm. Now, certain universities, you still have to have the academic standard. Notre Dame, that's why they can't win a national championship, because you still have to have, you, you know what I mean? Right. Stanford. It's, that's what makes Stanford such a great story, is that you got to have that academic standard and still ball, and they're damn good. They're damn good. Stanford's damn good. That's that. That's a testament to the coach yep. and 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 recruiting there. But a lot of colleges, it's not that. We know this. Kyrie Irving went to Duke. It's one of the hardest schools to get into. The guy thinks the earth is flat. So like, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, like, let's be honest. A lot of people are in college campuses that they shouldn't. I don't want to say shouldn't be on. Let's say it this way: would not be on if it weren't for their physical prowess at the sport they play. Like that, he's right about this. That the amount of opportunity that lays in there because you can play. Sports. I mean, guys talk about it all the time. Thank God, man. I, I just knew, man, playing football was going to be my only way out. Fighting in the UFC was going to be my only way out. Playing soccer, my only way out. It's like, it, it, there's a lot of reason why people go to these things. I think Joel Klatt nailed it. And I think once you get Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh on the right side of something, on this, I, sorry there, on the same side of something, when you got Ohio State and Michigan agreeing yeah. about something in the Big Ten, let me just tell you, they're probably going to play. Here's what's next.
on the Stansberry Show. All right, New Chair Tuesday kicks off with Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. That song's called WAP. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to make of it. Oh man, the video's got people shook. Oh, do we have that available? It will be, yeah. Okay. Once we run through all the songs, we'll post everything up at WRQK.com. Have not seen that. Okay, all right. Well, looking forward to that. Kicks off next right here on Rock 106. It was a hip track. We listen to new songs and decide if, well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Teresa's got keywords that are worth a thousand bucks. Get her first one off of her 1010 this morning. Every Tuesday at nine, we do New Turd Tuesday. Playing, uh, you know, last week we did a bunch of rock songs. Yeah, we did. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. I, I kind of like to do a top 40 country, then a rock song, and then also local. So if you're a local singer, songwriter, band member, rapper, whatever, some of your stuff, Stansbury at WRQK.com. Make sure the song's edited. I'm not going to work for you. Uh, but I will play it. We do like to play local stuff. Um, and... But last week we mostly focused on the rock thing, and you know, kind of you know, rip up the you know the uh, the blueprint on it, you know, whenever the hell I feel like it. That's the nice thing about it being called the Stansbury Show. You get to do that. And, <laughs> well, I show my roles, yeah, right? You, you do. You kind of get to do that. that that's kind of the fun part of that, right? So we're going to start this week's episode off with Cardi B, who I got to admit, she drives me crazy when I hear her, but I want to have sex with Cardi B so bad. <laughs> then you're going to love the video, dude. So bad, dude. Like, there's this video of her on Pornhub where she, like, got naked and twerked at some, like, Atlanta strip club. That sounds about right. And it's a primer video for me a lot when I go. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll warm up with a little Cardi B twerk. <laughs> Well, get me into that. So she enlisted the help of Megan the Stallion, and they the bad girls got to stay together. Yeah, those bad bitches got they hang out together. Yeah, thank they God. Do. Thank God. And uh, this song's called WAP. Now, okay, okay, I can hear the but what about? I can hear the typing happen. It is spelled differently, and apparently, this is not necessarily about. We know this is a a slur for for uh, well Italian Americans. My uh, my grandmother, my dad's mom, being fresh off the boat Italian, this one bothered her. She did not like that. Yeah, she didn't like that word, and she remembers being spit on when she first got. You know what I mean? And that whole thing for being Italian and all that, and like you know that whole thing that people tell you never happened to anybody. And, right. Uh, and it's so, almost like this has been a problem yeah, forever. It's in almost this like this, that's who this country's always been. Yeah, right. Well, exactly right. So um, apparently, it's not about the slur, but people are still. On or about as a matter of fact an urban morning show for this company um the breakfast club actually had it as their poll question yesterday is this offensive so let's take a listen There it is. I added that. Beat it up, baby. Catch a charge. Put this right in your face. Cheese. Hop on top. I want to ride. I do a giggle. I'm kind of wild. Look at my mouth. Look at my thighs. What is wet? Come take a Tie me up like I'm surprised. I mean, she knows what I want. I do want her on top riding. I do. It's what I want. That's what I want. 
I don't clean, but let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me, quick yeah. jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them for I have a night. Running me, talk your shout, bite your lip. Jesus. Why you really ain't never got him for a thing? He already made his mind up for you. Now get your boots, hang your coat. This is like going back to like two live crew. Yeah, that's some freaky deaky stuff yeah, right here. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is straight up crude. Kiss me on this wet, 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 not make it rain if you want to see some wet, wet, wet. Look, I need a hard hit, I need a deep. Meaning your money's going to turn her on. Smoke, not a garden snake, I need a new cobra with a hook. Yeah. He hope it lead over. He got some money, then that's where I'm headed. Dude, if you don't think I'm adding that into the Marilyn Manson song today, you're crazy. <laughs> That's happening. When do we get the Manson Cardi B mix? I like Cardi when she like raps or sings. When she talks, I find her to be so annoying. Coronavirus. Yeah. Oof. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beating. You know what that means? Like, I mean, they already said beat it up in the song already. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. Me ask who's is it when I ride the I'ma spell my name. So what does WAP stand? What does WAP stand for? Do we know? To the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, find me that out. I used to know all that stuff. Yeah, I'm I used not to be cool early anymore. on all that stuff. I have no idea what that means now. Oh, I can't say that on the air. Jeez, really? It's that bad? Yeah. Can you turn your monitor around? I can. I can write, write it down. It down. For, yeah. Write it down. I'll see if I can clean it up. Oh, that's a wap, is what she's saying. Oh, I know what it means. It means wet ass. Yeah, that means wet ass that. That's what it means. We got there. I got it. How to get it in that condition, I don't have any idea. But, how to, but, I, but I know. All right, so it's not WAP, and that's why it's not offensive. Is because it's not WAP, it's WAP. Yes. Which is still kind of offensive. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day. Well, I mean, depends on where Oof. you're... Man, make it rain, make it wet. Jeez. Well, that ain't happening. Well, I mean, let's be honest about what Cardi B is. I mean, she used to be a prostitute that rolled Johns. Yeah. She openly talked about it. She used to drug Johns and roll them for the Rolexes. She's talked about it openly. And, like, you know, there were people who were like, you should cancel her because she's admitting that. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, that's kind of what rap and hip-hop's all about. It's like, hey, you want to listen to every awful thing I've ever done? Here Here it is. Here it is. With a cool beat. (laughs) Here it is. Yeah, there it is. So that's uh, new from Cardi B. She enlisted the help of Megan Thee Stallion because, well, Cardi B was like, you know, how can I make this more crude? Let's get this woman in here for WAP. Wet ass, nope. and you fill in the blank there because I want to work here tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> and so Tony's going to give us a vote. Not a turd. Not a turd. Yeah. Every now and then you just need a dirty, filthy song. Every then you got it right there. Every now and again dirty. you need a dirty, filthy broad is what you need. Well, That's what you right. need. All right, yeah, I got a turd. Yeah, I mean, dude, that one kind of turned have me you, on a little bit. Have you not seen the video? I have this? not Bro, seen the video. This is going live at 930 at WRQK.com. Okay, well then I'll, yeah, I, I, so I want to see it. I get a lot of Cardi B ass shaking. You get a lot of Cardi B. There's a Kylie Jenner cameo that I'm not, like, mad about. Oh, yeah, I heard they replaced her, though. I heard they're getting her out. I, there, there's some there's, drama with her being in the video. Yeah, there's a big thing where people are like, why did they put Kylie Jenner in the video? It's like, yeah. well, yeah, her last name is Jenner, stupid. That's why they put her in what it. What was the other? I was a big fan of the first um, Cardi B before her. What was the other one? Nicki Minaj. Yeah, bro. But Nicki and Cardi don't get along. I know. And, I, dude, in my dreams, they do. <laughs> 
<laughs> in my dreams, they get along great. <laughs> After the drug dealer walks out of the house, those two start being real nice to one another. <laughs> and all kind of good stuff happens. New Luke Bryan on New Turd Tuesday next on Rock 1069. It was a hip track. We listen to new songs and decide if, well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. That video of Joel Klatt defending college football going on with their seasons available at our Facebook page. And I already got a little bit of, oh, it's funny he doesn't mention he's a college football analyst in it. Yeah, actually he does. He opens up, says that. And then he absolutely goes on to continue showing you all the, well, referencing all the data that backs up his claims. People got to, like, just realize, dude, if your kid's not playing at Ohio State, what do you care? <laughs> like, what do you, you right. know what I mean? Let it go. In the middle of New Tour Tuesday, already played you the new Cardi B featuring Megan the Stallion there. Oh, and uh, that was called WAP. <laughs> WAP, um, and I'm not referencing that anymore. Uh, but we will move forward, play you the new Luke Bryan. This song is called Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. You know what this is. These cars don't run. Hey, y'all. Luke Bryan. He does have a Kermit thing going on. Little bit. Little Pat Mahomes voice. <laughs> I don't put ketchup on my steak. Yeah. There it is. Little crazy, but they got my back. Know every roll through stop sign like the back of my hand, and every bank where the fish will bite. Still like putting a smile on the face of a girl I've known since the second grade. Gotta kiss that sweet like lemonade. She's every dude ain't never met Cardi B. Nope. Nope. Another reason I'll never leave. Born here, live here, die here. From the roots to the Oh, so this is more about his town, not the country. Yeah, this is the small... I'm from the small town. I love small towns. Y'all. Jesus. (laughs) That was bad. Grown men saying daddy. You hate that, dude. Oh, it wigs me out. My daddy. My daddy. It is daddy. Michael Jordan did it. Like in that documentary, Last Dance. This one's for daddy. And I was like, ooh. I think that may have been more of a slip than anything. Glitter up your boobs, Mike. That's who says daddy. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't like daddy. I don't like that word in sex either. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Like if mommy just became acceptable in sex, how weird would that be? No, yeah, I get mommy. It. Get, oh. Ugh. Although I bet for a lot of you out there, it probably is. <laughs> don't kink shame me, Stansberry. Everybody's gotta find their place. Some dreams you catch. Some dreams you chase, some people run and some people stay. Me, I'll always be a born here, live here, die here. From the roots to the boots to the lady down soon. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Okay, that's happening. I just took a suggestion, oh. and this guy's right. Okay. When the video for WAP 
from Cardi B is available at WRQK.com. Tony's going to live stream. Well, Facebook live <laughs> me watching it in real time because I have yet to see it and I love bad bitches. Like, I am a huge fan of like chicks like Cardi B and who was the other one? Was Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. No, yeah. but who, uh, who's the other one? Oh, Kylie Jenner's in there. Um, no, but the other. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Other, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to keep listing them down, but you know the OG is Trina, right? Trina was, I loved her. Yo yeah, yo, back in the day with Ice Cube. Give yeah. me some yo yo, dude. She was a Dude, yo yo was crazy. Crazy hot. Don't say daddy. It's weird. Well, that's how we all got COVID. Cause they were <laughs> another. Just, no, I'm kidding. I'm, 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 kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I don't know how we got it. You know, there, a lot of people are going to connect with this song. You know, it, it's something astronomical. I think the number's as high as 60%. And something like that. It's something crazy that people move less than 25 miles away from their mother. Like, basically where you were from. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane to me. I tried. <laughs> and came back. Yeah. I'm being told daddy is a southern thing. Yeah, I could see that. It is, but it's still weird. It doesn't make it any less weird. When people say Warsher, I go, well, there's no... Oh, my mom's dad talked like that. We're going to get it worst? Yeah. They're, Take they're, the rubbish out? Like, I was I, like, oh, you hillbilly. I get there are different dialects and different ways uh, different ways of phrasing things. Yeah, I'm not into it. Weird. Weird. I'm adding it to everything. It's going in everything. I'm getting that on a hot button on my phone, so when I'm in meetings, Stansbury, are you okay with that? Oh, you should have that as your text ringtone or something. Be right here. Oh my god. New Luke Bryan. Born here. Live here. Die here. New Turd Tuesday on the Sandsbury Show. Tony's going to give us an official vote. Uh, half a turd. Eh, it's it's going to relate. People are going to like it. Yeah, it's not my jam, that. though. I agree. Not my jam. It'll, it'll reach the audience it wants it to reach. And star power goes a long way when releasing songs. If that was a guy you've never heard of, it would be, it, most people would hate it. But Luke, he's got a name. It's, you know, and obviously, you know, the media outlets will look to help him because, well, let's be honest, Luke has driven people to country radio stations for the last like yeah. 10 years. So they're going to try to help him out with it. But if you ask me personally on the song itself, it's a turd. Yeah, that one, that one, that one, not so great. We have New Maryland Manson, We Are Chaos, and then Local. Locally, the band is called Asava, and the song is The Gift. Get them both right here on the Sandsbury Show. What the hell is happening in here? Dude, is there a ghost? I've said it a thousand times. I want nobody in this room after I'm done with it. Yeah. I, I mean, every time somebody comes in here, when I, it, 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 something weird happens. I don't know what the hell's happening there. Let's try to get this <laughs> Marilyn Manson in while we can. The song is We Are Chaos. Ooh. 
little different for Marilyn. Yeah, he's working with Shooter Jennings. Waylon's kid. What? Yeah. Shooter Jennings reported uh, is uh, the guy behind the album. Oh, I love Shooter. This is Yeah. Okay, now I'm really interested. Oh my god. Say another word. So Maryland's switching it up, going upbeat. You know, I mean, we all. <laughs> just, you know, going, going a little upbeat there. I would kill if Marilyn Manson covered Pharrell's Happy. Oh, yeah, that would be. Wouldn't funny. it? We are I love Manson, though. Oh, It's happening. Maybe I'm just a mystery. I could be your misery. Maybe I'm just. You're currently my misery, if I'm being honest. Jeez. He's so good live, though. A buddy of mine plays drums in his band. Yeah? Mm-hmm. My buddy Daniel plays drums for him. Nice. Somebody just said Sturgill Simpson's better than Shooting Jennings. I kind of agree with that. Sturgill is so good. What the hell is happening in this? I think he's trying to say that we are the chaos. As humans. Can't be cured. Yeah, we're sick. It's pretty... Watered down for Manson, though. Is it just because of the guitar? It's not heavy enough? It's a different sound? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty, musically, it's a pretty far departure for what I know of him. Right. And I liked even some of his newer stuff. Deep Six isn't that old. That song's great. I don't know what the hell is happening in that, though. 
Glen Oaks Finest there, Marilyn Manson. New stuff. We are chaos. Tony going to give us a vote there. Uh, I'm going to go not a turd. Not a turd. I don't think it's Manson's best song, but Manson does talk about we are the chaos, we are the sickness. He's looking at what's going on and going, yeah, we're pretty messed up. It's timely. It's timely. It's timely. I, so, I, I would give it that, yeah. And it's a, it's a different sound for him, but I don't hate it. So Yeah, uh, for me, it is a different sound, and I don't want a different sound for Manson. So for me personally... It's yeah, I was left a little cold on that one. We do have a uh, we have a local submission. You can send me yours, Stansbury at WRQK.com. This band is called Asava, I believe is how you say this. And their song is called The Gift. Ooh. Again, I've been saying all morning, this kind of left me like Chevelle slash Deftones. And I've always said about Chevelle is they're radio-friendly Deftones. That's what Chevelle did. But hear that? It's kind of... Yeah. He actually sounds, and most of you won't remember this band, but the singer actually reminds me of the guy who used to sing in Trust Company. Oh, remember Downfall. That? Yeah, great Downfall song. was a great song. Yeah. I love Trust Company. I love both those records. It's very mid '90s sounding, right? Yeah, it's got in that, that good way. The beginnings of new metal sound. Yeah, yeah, it's in all the right ways. Yeah. Yes, very bassy. Yeah, what, dude, have you heard around the fur, man? Right, it's awesome. He's good. He sounds good, yeah. Yeah, kid's good. The video's pretty trippy, too. We're going to get that. Yeah, somebody else said Incubus. Yeah, and again, that's what Incubus was. Was like, hey, those Defcon guys are pretty good. Yeah, this is uh, early Incubus, yeah. Very first, like, first album Incubus. Enjoy was such a good album yeah. from Incubus. Yeah, that was really good. Certain Shade of Green is my favorite Incubus song, which is not off of Enjoy, but still damn good. Good breakdown. It's recorded well. Yeah, mixed it is. well. Yeah, it's mixed very well. That has a mastodon feel to it. Oh, a little bit right there, yeah. yeah. Local artist Asaba. The gift. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. But. 
You'd think they're done, but they're not. We continue. I like the way that sounds. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Really good. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. I wonder where that name comes from. I'm always curious about that. Like, if it's a word I don't know, I'm like, gee, I wonder what that's about. Or and watch now, is it something very simple everybody knows? And I'm just exposing myself as an idiot. But I, <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to know what the genesis of that is. So, so far, everybody's saying, dude, this is better than every song you've played this morning. So Which, far, yeah. Again, it's been Luke Bryan, Marilyn Manson, and Cardi B. These are hit makers. Like, I mean, dude, big artists. And, yeah. like, so if you're a local, if they're sitting around listening to this right now, which, guys, if I'm playing it, if you're not, honestly, go F yourselves a little. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm joking, obviously. I, but, but a like, little bit. But a little bit. And, uh, but, like, if you're sitting around and you're hearing that about your band, what a huge compliment that yeah. is. To me, it's Chevelle. Very much. It's yeah. very much Chevelle. And I love Chevelle. They're great. Now, that's obviously Deftones esque. Yeah. That's all Chino right there. This, too. Deftones, the best band ever to use a DJ? Uh, probably. Linkin Park's had the most success. Limp Bizkit used theirs really well. DJ okay. Lee. They yeah. would, instead of guitar solos, they would do DJ solos. Yeah, they worked them in pretty well. Incubus, because they didn't overuse their DJ, was pretty good. Yeah. Linkin Park's obviously had the most success. Yeah. Everybody, Chris just wrote in, dude, I'm totally going to go see these guys live. Wait. Uh, but they're good, man. And they sound really good. Yeah, like I want to hear more out of this band. For sure I do. A couple of my buddies in the Cleveland scene who were in bands up there heard I was going to play this. They're like, oh, dude, we played shows with those guys. Like, those guys are good. Like, you know what I mean? A couple of my buddies in the Cleveland scene were like, dude, I'm glad you're going to expose them. They kind of deserve it. So I was like, all right, well, good. I thought that was nice that they. I thought that was. I thought that was nice that they put that in there for us at the end. No, that's a, a Sava. The song is called "The Gift." You're getting it on New Tuesday on the Sandsbury Show. Tony's going to give us a. Uh, not a turd. Not a turd. Uh, it sounded like Deftone. Chevelle had a little Mastodon sprinkled in there. Uh, yeah, all yeah. things I like. So yeah. not a turd voted out of me as well. That's uh, that's two for two there. That was uh, that was damn good stuff. A little slower, a little melodic, but I absolutely love it. I like that kind of style of music a lot. Also, in New Tour Tuesday was New Marilyn Manson. We are chaos born here, live here, die here by Luke Bryan. And then the big one was obviously, I think it was this one. Yeah, right. Some uh, some WAP by Cardi B and featuring Megan The Stallion, and I kind of and uh, half jokingly, but I do. I have an attraction 
to larger bottomed African American women. That's uh, some of the porn. Uh, EBT.com, exploited black teens. Your boy's a fan. Like, I, uh, I, uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You I'm can not... all pin this back to Sir Mix a lot, by I, the way. Oh, yeah, dude, dude. I was way early. Way early. All my friends used to make fun of me. I'm like, dude, no, I, I d- dude, this MF for spitting. Like, I was. <laughs> that, well, he's onto something. That was, I, was the, I was the first meme of that. Like, That's I was awesome. like, dude, this guy, like, I, I remember I was like, oh my God, I can come out of the big butt closet. I got to talk about all the time. I, that's one of the things I love about Jen. Huge backyard. See, big fan. Big see, fan. That's going to get you in trouble. Buddy. Yeah, I feel like I'll be all right. <laughs> I feel like I'll be all right. So, so much so that Tony says, dude, if you need to see this video, it's flat out filthy. It's, it's a, it is dirty. He says it's flat out filthy. So Clint wrote in and he had a pretty good idea. He's like, dude, reaction videos are kind of big. Why don't yep. you guys film Stansberry watching this video since he finds Cardi B so hot? And uh, we can see his reaction. So Tony's going to, first, I'm going to hit the bathroom. Yes. Not for the reason you think. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, take a little break there, and then we'll come back in the studio. Tony's going to record this video. We're going to get that up for you guys, WRQK.com, shortly. Other than that, I can tell you this. Teresa has multiple keywords. They're worth $1,000 a piece. Her first one's at 1010, pretty much right around the corner. You're crazy to go anywhere. Stick around. Check that out. Missed anything this morning from our show? Pick up the podcast shortly, WRQK.com. Other than that, y'all stay safe out there. Be good to one another. Let's meet back here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. live on Rock 106.9. Have a great afternoon. We'll see.